Hi, Josh. Yeah, hey, yeah. What's up? How much? How are you? Oh, you know, I just, uh, well, you know, I actually came back to Los Angeles from a visit back home in Canada in London, Ontario. Ooh, I was going to say, you look weird. Oh, I look weird? Yeah, I'm, I'm not used to, because usually you look more 3D, three-dimensional <laughs> than you do right now. And by usually, I mean when I saw you. I was going to say, do you know who I saw in London, Ontario, Canada? I don't know. Lots of people. Probably. I saw you. What? Did you know this? I, I knew. I knew that. I have to admit, I knew. <laughs> we saw each other in person for the first time since we started the podcast, actually. I actually don't think you saw me. I think it was someone who looks like me and you're just confused because I have no <laughs> recollection of this. I... Oh, okay. Well then never, never mind. My bad. <laughs> no, sorry. What, what did you say? I decided after answering you that I wanted to give you a different answer. So I tried to make a joke, right. but it was okay. too late. It's never too late to make a joke. Can we start over? Let's just start over. <laughs> Hi, Josh. <laughs> no, the awkwardness is part of it. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Well, you guys knew what you were in for. Yeah. Yeah. How was your visit? Why'd you come here? Well, I, uh, I had a film festival, Ooh. which actually, as I, as I understand, you were involved with um, the selection of films, I believe. Don't say that. I don't know about that. I, I did go to <laughs> You're the film a, Or some judge. I was a judge, and that's why I got free tickets. So. Oh. I, I used them elsewhere, though, and totally paid to see your movie, though. Yeah, and yet I didn't win, so <laughs> I don't understand this. You didn't Aya. win? <laughs> no, it's okay. I wasn't. It's an, I voted so I did, for you. I know, I mean, it's that, okay. I voted for, not but, as a judge yeah, as was, an audience member you mean as yeah. an audience member yeah not as a judge as a judge I have to be impartial yeah. I, as an audience member I can be as partial as I want to be exactly so I was very partial and I voted. well I don't know yet about the audience award we'll see but um oh. no no okay, it's okay so then, it, yeah I, I don't think I'm I got not... to I didn't get to vote on anything as a judge other than like which ones got in and even in that they didn't really take my advice <laughs> there were some where I was like this is the worst film I've ever seen I didn't say that, but I said stuff like, what you doing, Josh? I tried to cancel a call on my phone. And by doing that, I accidentally set off an emergency call feature that almost brought like. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm sure you're not the first one to do that. Oh, probably not. They probably know. They probably have like one guy who just answers those. And he's like, hi, I'm here for the emergency. It's like, sorry, it was. Yeah, I know. I just have to answer. And then one time there's actually an emergency and that guy shows up like, hi, I'm here for the emergency. I'm like, help. Oh, my God, I'm so and he's like, oh, I'm only I only go to fake emergencies if people accidentally hit the wrong button on their phone. Not real emergencies. Yeah. So. So you remember when you used to ask me what I was drinking? <laughs> oh yeah. <you laughs> ask, me, ask me what I'm drinking right now. <laughs> ask me what this is. No, that's okay, Josh. What are you drinking in that blue, semi-translucent but fairly opaque water bottle? It's a mystery liquid. Oh, an eBay bottle. Oh, it is. Oh yeah. I guess. I hope you didn't get the drink from eBay. In an open bottle. Uh, like no, that. this is. Uh, I'm drinking Diet Coke. <laughs> Ew! <laughs> I'm drinking so gross. I thought it was like gonna be some weird Diet Coke drink, in like, a water bottle. That's disgusting, Josh. That's the in, worst way to drink Diet it's Coke. It's the Diet Coke from uh, from the movie I went to go see the other night. Oh, to just like stock up. Diet Coke is horrible for you, and also disgusting. Anyway, I'm enjoying this Diet Coke right now. As we, you speak. shouldn't. You should throw that down the drain. It's disgusting and horrible. If by you. drain you mean my esophagus, then yes. No. You know what, Josh? Everybody's <laughs> thinking, oh, I'm not going to get too attached to this podcast because Josh is going to die of aspartame poisoning. I don't know. Is no, is this one have? Yeah, I guess it does. Of course it's it not does. Diet Coke. It's like Coke Zero. This was really, oh, this is really important. Coke anyway, Zero is better. Is I mean, it, it tastes no? better. It's not better for you, but it does taste better. <laughs> I don't know how, but it does. I used to... Side story. Okay. Side, side story. Sorry. <laughs> when I used to work at Wendy's, sometimes someone would get like a double baconator combo. Double baconator is just like two patties of like quarter pounder, two quarter pounders of whatever beef and six slices of bacon and like ketchup and mayo, like no vegetables or anything Damn. piled up high. And then they get it like large sized so they'd get a giant fry and a giant drink like a giant drink that didn't fit in like the cup holders with a diet coke and i'd be like what are you are you on a diet are you do you just like the taste 
of diet like it's disgusting also <laughs> like can we just stop just drink regular coke at that point like what are you doing to your body anyways so anyway i i visited home <laughs> yeah let's get back on track here i think i i feel freer when you're the one editing because i don't have to like no that's... come on let's stay on track you know i have to edit all this there's out. no track we do what we want there's no track there's no track so you visited home recently yes and, how and was I, I came back for that it was great for the film festival my film uh it's right, called the right. cluster b quadrilogy it's a feature anthology film and it screened wonderfully and i really liked it by the way thank you so much thank you thank you i mean and... i liked half of it okay i'm glad you feel you could be honest um <laughs> but you like the second half more than the first half much more. And the second half is a lot longer. So it's almost like I like 75% of it. So all is well that ends well, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, it had a great reception for most people. And uh, I'm one of them. I voted. A bunch of cast and crew came to see it. It was great to see them again. And then I saw a whole bunch of friends and family back home. Um, my girlfriend came with and uh, she and I took a day trip to Toronto and saw some more people. Did you go out for sushi with some lovely people? Uh, you might not know. I went out for sushi with some lovely people. Oh, tell me about it. Our friend Simone and um, and my girlfriend. Oh, and and you. We went out with and you. That's right. We did. But I but you said lovely people. So I got confused for a second. Mm. Mm. Burn. Good Burn. one. Josh. There were puppies, too. <laughs> you have a lot of puppies. I have puppies in my house. Yeah. My brother's girlfriend. At your home? At my home, at my house. Okay, so you're you're hinting at the topic for today. I'm hinting it, at the topic. Because the truth is, this question right here, we're not just talking about, you know, BS before the podcast. This time, this might actually be related. Well, we are talking about BS before the podcast, but we're also trying to I mean, get when you're talking about Diet of... Coke, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> did you visit, when you visited London, did you feel like you were visiting home? That's an interesting question. And I, I feel like it has kind of a, nuanced response that i'd love to get into a little bit later maybe we should just make that the topic of the entire episode oh my gosh then. home do you like that idea i do i like that idea maybe right, it's as if it. we didn't plan this from the start it is it is as if but before that i wanted to ask you <laughs> like what have you been up to how was your time while i was home <laughs> uh, oh i was trying to avoid all that I never um, want to talk about you my time was fine. I was really busy, actually. So right now I'm, I have some time off a little bit, but I had pretty crazy busy times. So I don't know. But I, I was happy to see you. Like, it was very nice to see you. Um, yeah. But we didn't record. We should mention that. Oh, we thought about. <laughs> that we would record when we yeah, were. Yeah, in person. We, we thought about it. We person. sat. I remember we were eating also Thai food food at your place we were eating pad thai yeah pad thai at your place and it was like should we record an episode in person right now and yeah we're like nah <laughs> we're like or we could just eat the rest of this pad thai and yeah. not worry about it yeah let's just um, let's just hang out and not record what we have to say yeah so it was an unrecorded hangout um yeah but it still exists even though it's I, not recorded i have to say it was fantastic to see you again aya and um you know it's interesting our friendship has only grown even though we haven't seen each other in person, you know, these podcasts help, but also just start, you know, talking on the phone, catching up. Yeah. It's been great. Yeah. I'm glad to uh, get to know you more and more. Yeah, it's it's been nice. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> so Aya. Uh, no, it's been nice, Josh. And it was nice to see you in person. It was almost weird to see you in person because it was like, I don't even remember what you look like in human. In human you know, form? What? In like in human real, form. in reality? In reality. Yeah. Does this not count right here, what you're saying? It's a little different, right? Like when I picked you up to go get like Thai food, we, you look like a Russian mafia guy. Oh, because I was wearing like a clothing that made me look like that. Some kind of like velour pantsuit on, not pantsuit. Uh, what's the <laughs> word? Sweatsuit? What do you call it? I don't know. I Whatever. Like workout gear, like a jogging suit and like a loose black shirt as well. And it's just... No, it was great to see you, Aya. Yeah, really it was great. really nice to see you too. I'm sorry that I always make mean jokes. It was lovely to see you. It was nice to hang out with you. I kind of wished like it would be cool if you lived near me and like I mean our houses literally are near each other. Like our, our childhood houses. Our childhood houses are. But, but yeah. You moved. You moved away. I moved. Yes, I eventually did move out of my childhood home. Yeah. Um 
yeah and I liked it was awesome to meet Ethan I like her I like her more than I like you so <laughs> that's how it often is right I'm sorry I just kidding <laughs> just kidding can you edit out that obnoxious laugh that I did right into my no account? no if you're gonna say something like that the laugh has to stay no I no I I had a lovely time well I'm sure more of it will come up as we discuss the topic yeah so. I'm sure it will I'm sure Welcome back to Adulthood Friends. This is the discussion-based podcast where two former childhood acquaintances, now friends, discuss the things that adverb Josh. Um oh shit. I was not ready. Um <laughs> what about homely. No, that doesn't sound no. really. Is that too homely. on? It doesn't the make nose? any it has to make sense. It's an sort adverb. You say that, but most of, okay, fine, fine, fine. All yeah, right. but things adverb can't Josh. homely matter. No, no, you, you, it's you. You give, give no, us. No, no, no. I just thought because it's home and then homely, so I thought that was clever. But oh. I was shot down really quickly. No. So, but say that in a sentence. That that really doesn't make any like say that the things that homely matter. <laughs> None of the things that we've said make sense, Josh. Okay, okay. Josh, what about you, what what about humbly? Heard. Humbly. Humbly? Why? Yeah. Because it kind of sounds like homely, but it doesn't make any sense. Okay. Things that humbly matter. Uh, humbly, that's your adverb of the week. You want to go with homely? Do you know what homely means? Homely means ugly. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, I know what homely home. means. <laughs> oh my God. I know. That's why it's funny. Because you would We're... think it would have to do with home, but it actually is like a fancy way of calling someone ugly. <laughs> We're never going to get through this episode. <laughs> uh, no, we are not. Oh, which one are we going? Are we going with homely or humbly? Homely, 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 the things that homely matter. All right, Josh, it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, well, that's an adjective that describes people. Oh, maybe it's an adjective. Maybe it's more of an adjective. Can adjectives end in L-Y? Oh, wait, you know what? Maybe it is. Maybe yeah, it's it is. an adjective. Oh, you, you done messed up. Well, I <laughs> assumed it's an L-Y, but yeah, you're right. That's why it doesn't matter. That's why it doesn't make sense. Exactly. Right. So we're going to go with humbly then. Yes, we are. This was worth it. The things that humbly matter. Humbly, that's your adverb of the week. Yes, it is. Oh, and I'm Aya. Oh, I'm Josh, in case you didn't know. <laughs> yeah. And today we're going to talk about home. So, what episode number is this? This is episode number 28. 28. Yeah. And today we're going to talk about home. So, where is home for you? What's, is it a place? Is it a feeling? Is it a few different places? Maybe we'll talk a little bit about returning home mm. as someone recently did. Very topical. Uh, should we get into it? Let's get into it, Aya. And we're back. So, Josh, is London home for you? London, like, like in the oh. UK? Uh <laughs> oh my god it's hilarious that Nobody's is definitely not home to me joke yeah <laughs> but london ontario canada uh-huh. yeah where i just came back to visit yeah um i'm stalling because it's actually something i've thought about of course it's home in the traditional sense like i i'm from london i was born there mm-hmm. i grew up there i went to school there i lived more than half my life there mm-hmm. and yet i think actually this time for the maybe some of one of the first times I came back and it felt just a little less like home. Hmm. And it started making me think more about what makes a place home right now. It, it is still home to, to, to quite a degree. I mean, my family is there and I think your family being somewhere really does cement what home is. Hmm. Right. I grew up there in, you know, in that house for most, most of my life. I think since I was in like grade three or something, I've been living in that house, a hmm. childhood home. Yeah, my dad's there and he still lives with one of my brothers and his girlfriend lived there. And my other brother just moved out recently, but he lives nearby. Yeah. And that helps, of course, make it feel like home. But on the other hand, for me, what has made things feel like home has often been my my good friends, you know, the family you choose, as we've said Your chosen before, family. Right? I literally, exactly. while you were saying that, I, I wrote down chosen family. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And friends are very important to you, right? So yeah, that makes sense. Now, of course, someone like like you're there, right? And we grew up together. And that actually mm-hmm. does contribute to making it feel like home. You know, on the other hand, you know, my best friend, uh, Roman, who um, I used to joke is like my other half. Yeah. 
he doesn't live there anymore. He moved to oh. British Columbia. Yeah, I wonder if away. that's maybe part of why it didn't feel like home as much. As much, yeah. And I yeah. think coming back, uh, I know I did. I went and visited his family. I surprised uh, me and his brother, like uh, his brother's like 19 years old, something like that. He and I, we plotted a little bit, right? To okay. uh, you schemed. Yeah, we schemed to to surprise his family, right? Uh-huh. So his parents, Roman's parents, right? You colluded. You colluded. You were in cahoots. <laughs> On yeah. Instagram. Yeah, I was like, hey, I'm in town. I'd love to swing by. Don't tell your parents. And we mm-hmm. figured out when I'd come by. And I did. And I said hi to his mom. I just showed up at the door and she opened it and oh my God, like she started oh. crying. Oh, like they didn't know you were coming back. No, no, his oh, parents, his nice. parents had, uh, had no idea. You know, and of course, Roman's brother, Ben, he did. Yeah. yeah. And I sat around and had tea and we talked and it was great. It was so nice seeing his family because, you know, his family was such a big part of my life as well. Yeah. But, you know, my best friend Roman wasn't there. He yeah. lives somewhere else now. And I realized he was often a he was a big part of what made London feel like home to me. Not the only part, like I said, right? But a big part. And it started making me realize, like, let's say my family wasn't there. Let's say you weren't there. Let's say I didn't have even the childhood the house. Hmm. Would it feel like home? Right. Like, what, what elements do you need for something to feel like home? And maybe let me throw that back at you. What do you think? Because you still live in London, right? This has been your still live in home London. all your life. But you moved houses. I, I have moved houses many times. Do you think this is time for a definition of this kind or a quote? Yeah, that's up to you. Well, maybe this will help you decide. But according to a Psychology Today article, home is the place where you feel in control and properly oriented in space and time. It is a predictable and secure place. In the words of poet Robert Frost, home is the place that when you have to go there, they have to take you in. Hmm. You know, it sounds like not one definition. It sounds like a very, it sounds like a paragraph yeah, it's not really. to to, because it's really giving a feeling. It is. It, it sounds to me like they're saying home is a feeling a little bit. It's a secure place, but it doesn't have to be a physical place. Yeah. I like the idea of home being a feeling because I think it can change and there can be different kinds of homes. I mean, yeah. So I, as you said, I've lived in London my entire life. Yeah. London is home for me and different parts of London are different kinds of home so mm-hmm. maybe the way you feel when you go back to London is the way I feel when I go back to my parents place like right and it feels the most like home to go back there when my brothers are there visiting mm. right like when it's really you know home when those people are there right so yeah I guess I can relate to that a bit but then I mean if I want to go home and just relax I want to just I want to go to my apartment here <laughs> like that's so that's your new home in a sense it's my new home. It's also where my cat is. Home is where my cat is. Home is where your cat is. <laughs> can you can you have more than one home? I think so. Yeah, I, I think you have like an ultimate home. Ultimate. Like your, sorry, maybe like your original home or like your childhood oh. home. But it's not necessarily a place, right? Like the place where I go to visit my parents is not the same place where I grew up anymore. Like right? The house. Got, a house is a physical ha- thing. A house is a physical thing. A home is kind of a place in space and time. It's not a it doesn't really exist there anymore. It's more the feeling of like living there when I lived in my old room, when I, when my brothers lived there too, like that was home. You know what I realized? We, I think we have a bit of a definitional problem when we say the word home, because we don't, we say it all the time to mean more than one thing. If I say I'm going home, Mm -hmm. I say that when I'm coming back to my house, like after going grocery shopping, I'm going home. Right. Yeah. I, I called you today to let you know before the podcast, I said, I just arrived home. (laughs) <laughs> right. Yeah. But did I arrive home in my childhood, ha- you know, home in Canada? No, That's, no I mean, I mean, I, I use home. But then I told everybody, hey, guys, I'm going home when I said I'm going oh. to Canada as well. Wait, but who did you tell you're going home? Everyone? Did you say I'm going home to everyone? I got home. You probably wouldn't say I got home. I just got home. I don't when say you- I just got home. I Well, no, maybe when I just landed, I might have said you would say like I that. just got home. I don't think so. As soon as I got to my parents' house, I think yeah. I might have said that to someone. Like, I just got okay. home. Okay. Okay. They're both, I guess they're both, they're just both homes, but they're both different types of homes. One's my yeah. current home and one's my childhood home, right? Yeah. So I'm just, I was thinking about it, but like, I, I have this image in my mind of, let's say I came back to my house in Canada mm. and my dad wasn't there. My brothers weren't there. Can you hear these sirens? Yes, I can hear the sirens, Josh. Okay, you're not gaslighting me anymore? No, like I'm not season. gaslighting you. 
<laughs> I've learned since last season. Number one, don't gaslight Josh about sirens because he gets really upset. I think we should learn not to gaslight anybody about anything. I wasn't gaslighting you last time. I just, <laughs> you were saying that there were sirens and all I said was, I cannot hear them, which I okay. legitimately couldn't. That's okay. different. That's just I've saying stopped. what my experience is. The sirens are gone. That they don't enough. exist. <laughs> I've oh stopped enough. The, the sirens right. are gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I could work you um, for no, no reason. It's not hard. It's not hard. <laughs> so yeah, I was saying if I come back to like, I, I'd imagine coming back to my my childhood home without my dad there, without my my, my brothers there, yeah. without the animals. That, our house is now filled with animals. We have, there's two cats. Oh, yeah. There's dogs. You met the dogs when you came, right? Oh, my God. I can, I, girlfriend can we had... take a moment to just talk about the puppies? These were the cutest <laughs> puppies. And can we post a picture of the puppies? Because I got some. And they were so You can post cute. pictures of the puppies. They were, I mean, like with the let's post them on the adulthood friends. page. it's all like pictures of us <laughs> and stuff. Let's get some puppies. Post there. some pictures of puppies. Oh, my God. And it's they interesting. were so cute. OK, sorry. Obviously, puppies are cute. They really contribute. Animals can really help make something feel like home. For sure. Even though, I mean, I didn't grow up with those animals, but you get attached really fast. Right. And yeah. they help make a house feel like a home. I'm attached to those animals already. And we can get into how do you make someplace feel like a home in a second. But I just wanted to say, you know, I'd imagine coming back and none of those elements being there. I could just picture being feeling so empty. Hmm. It feels like it, it feels like it should be home, but it feels like it used to be instead. Right. And I mean, I'm saying it, it feels like it would feel like that if I were in that situation. I'm sure we've all had those kind of uh, partial experiences, at least of coming to somewhere and it not quite feeling like it used to, right? Because some of the elements yeah. were missing. Yeah, although I think if I went to my parents' place and nobody was there, I would still totally feel at home. But that's different, right? I've lived there mm. relatively recently. I would still... Yeah, it's not like coming back after a while. Yeah. Time does yeah. something to that too, right? Like you, you're there often enough too that it is still also unless I'm wrong you know correct me no, if I'm, I'm wrong but I visit you, them at least so once a week usually like so. once a week that that's that's like another home like current home in a sense yeah. it's another present home yeah yeah again then it's just nostalgia I think if, if those elements aren't there and nostalgia you know I make but it's also comfort if I'm when I go there it's like I know where all the food is I know where all the <laughs> and why I, is the food well, why is the food there I don't know. The food is um, the most important part of home. But why is the food there? Home is where you feel comfortable opening the fridge as the first thing that you do when you get there. <laughs> sure. But why is the food where it is in that house? Because that's where they built the kitchen. I don't know. What, what kind of a question is this? No, I feel like you're I'm... asking me this looking for a specific answer, <laughs> but I don't know what it's it is. not what I mean. I mean, that specific, the, what I'm trying to say is that the food is stocked. there because my parents put it there. Is that exactly, what you mean? Right. Exactly. Well, I could no, but if I put food in there, I guess I've never been there and there hasn't been food. If I'm ever there and there's no food, it's very weird. Exactly. So I guess maybe that's, I'm very spoiled. Clearly there's lots of food all the time. <laughs> very privileged. Privileged is the right word. Privileged. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I guess I'm, I'm playing on that a little bit, but I think that is, we don't realize that things are the way, like I, I've come back now to the childhood home, right? And yeah. my brother moved the piano from where I remember what? it being. Yeah. Oh, in the front you know, there, right? He moved it to just a little bit to the, the room next door, but he moved it. Okay. And, okay. you know, there used to be couches in the living room. Now there's no couches there. It, there's just things that are just different everywhere. For a while, they were using my room for like, I don't know, I think the dogs or something. Like they were using it for other purposes. Oh. I asked them to get it ready for me and they were nice enough yeah. to do that. But that really messed it. One time I came back and my room was not like livable. Mm. And that like messed with me. And not only that, my brother is like, has like threatened to be like, Josh, I'm going to like turn your room into something else. Or I'm going to do this to the house or change this room or that room. And I, I get really scared. I'm like, no, don't yeah. mess with home. Yeah. I get yeah, really, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a comfort. It's a place of comfort. It feels even, even in my heart. I feel like I could just return. It's nice to know that it's there, even if I don't yeah. visit it for 15 years. Like, yeah. Oh, for sure. And it had been three years, I think almost three years since I'd been back maybe not three or two, two and something since I've been back, you know, with the pandemic and everything, there were some changes, but it's still enough that it did feel, you know, like I was visiting home, but I can see how tenuous right. it is now. Yeah. I relate very much to what you're saying about your room, staying your room. Like, so <laughs> I, I mean, I have my, like my bedroom from when I was a kid. And the thing is like, when I would come back, like there were a few times, you know, in between in university or after where I would go back and live at my parents' place, but I would live in the basement where there's like a room with its own little area. Mm -hmm. So I didn't go back to live in my room, but 
it's still my room. And like when they sold the bed that I had there and like mm. they kind of switched things up. And now it's one of the rooms where my nieces and nephews stay when they visit and they started calling it. And I don't like, that's fine. And I mean, some of the stuff there is still mine, but like they started calling it their room. So they said, no, no, this is, this is our room. Or you want to go see my room? And I was like, you mean my room? And they're like, (laughs) no, it's my room. I was like, no, it's not. It's my room. You're just staying in there. (laughs) Like poor little three-year-old. I'm sorry, but you're incorrect. You're you're picking fights with toddlers. I mean, they started it like, (laughs) but yeah, I will, I will pick that fight. Well, I was just like, I was like, let's clarify, like, I'm fine with you staying there, but it is my room. <laughs> and then I asked my mom, I'm like, hey, you know, is it is it my room or her room? Like, can you tell this little child whose room it is? And she's like, it's it's Aya's room. OK, but you're staying there. And I was like, see, <laughs> you know, this is it's, we're laughing about this. Yeah, children, right? <laughs> Which one's the child here? I'm just shut up. It was my room. <laughs> we're laughing about this, but like, I think it's really important to recognize how much the idea of home contributes to our stability and comfort in life. Yeah. Oh, I uh, felt threatened by these. Like, right? it's crazy. Of course, it's just like a little kid saying it's my room. But what if you ask but yourself. They're taking over my room. They're taking over my home. Yeah, but what is it in you that's, that's feeling threatened? It's taking over my base, my my connection to the world. It's like your primary connection to the world, right? That's where I grew up. That's where I do it. Like I, it's a foundation for you. It's a foundation. Yeah. When I go sit in that room, like as an adult, I automatically go and like lie on the floor and read with like my legs in the air like a weirdo because I mm-hmm. like revert back to my childhood self because that's mm-hmm. that's where the childhood self lives that's where she like it's almost like there's different versions of yourself in those different versions of home so it's almost like when I go back to my parents place I'm going back to an older version of of me as well mm-hmm. I don't know if you feel that way I do and when I go to, yes and like when I go to my home that's my apartment I'm going back to adults well, adults mm-hmm. in quotations, Aya, you know, like, I don't, know. I don't know if you feel something similar when you come home. Yeah, I feel like it's, as we're getting older, we're basically building ourselves up, like we're building our lives, and everything is built on the thing that came before. And our home feels like it's the foundation, right? It feels yeah, like that's those... a good way of looking at it. Yeah. And when you start shaking the foundation, it causes a lot of like instability in us. Like, will this building still hold if you take out the pieces at the bottom, like Jenga? You oh, know, like, stability. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I think the truth is, I mean, some of it, I don't know, maybe some of it's in our head. Maybe some of it's real, right? It's psychological. Just because something's in your head doesn't mean it's not real. But okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. <laughs> is it possible to remove all those elements of home and still feel stable? I think. It is. It just depends on your kind of how your perception works and how, like, what contributes to your stability, Aya, if I were to ask you this, like, what makes you stable when you feel stable, when you think about it? What are the things in life that make you feel that way? I think a sense of, like, self-sufficiency, usually. So if I Mm -hmm. feel like I am able to give myself everything that I need, I feel kind of stable. I mean, there are the obvious things, like having a, a place that is yours, like having some sense of consistency about where you are yeah some sense of some food in the fridge i feel stable food in I the think, fridge. Just that's all it is for fridge. your stability that's all i need no no i yeah what, what, like, like, yeah, what there, are you let me of? let me yeah. put it this way is there anything that if you lost right now that would hurt your stability the most your feeling of stability mental stability well there are lots of things but i i mean i think there are lots of things that can like throw you off balance for sure losing something that you're using as a support yeah I think it's different when you're older because you've kind of been learning to balance. It's like, it's like if you do yoga every day, you're like strengthening those, those muscles that, mm-hmm. that enable you to balance on only one foot. So I think at this point, I would, it would be easier to be stable without all the stuff, or all, both legs. But, you know, it is, if you, if I suddenly was being kicked out of my apartment, yeah, I'd feel like I'm only on one leg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there are different things. I think people are probably a a big part of that like you know we're talking about places and rooms but you also talked about your friend but I think like a relationship can be a very grounding Mm -hmm. stability inducing I don't know stability inducing that doesn't really work a stability stabilizing that's the word yeah (laughs) stability inducing a stabilizing force so like I think often like after a breakup or something people move out of the city because it's like the place where you were is no longer home so I think that Mm -hmm. kind of thing can 
very much contribute to yeah to a place being a home, right? Yeah, I I mean I think we've talked about it before, but this idea of there being these pillars that that kind of hold the foundation up, right? Hmm. Some of us have a lot of different pillars, and some of us have oh yeah, some of those pillars are very thin. I remember <laughs> some you of them talking are very about this. Large. Yeah. Just like in the movie Inside Out. Yeah. It's not, I didn't take it from Inside Out. <laughs> I'm not saying you took it from there. I'm saying that last time you I did. Think, <laughs> you I did it. I just said, I said, out. it's just like the Inside Out movie because I think that movie is so good because it, these are ideas we've all kind of felt, but then it like really visualized them for us. But I, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Josh. I really like your <laughs> idea. It's very unique. Well, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. My totally uh, um, personal, unique idea about <laughs> pillars and foundation. Yeah, so some of these pillars, like I said, are very large, and some of them are maybe very thin. Mm. It all depends, kind of, what we, where we put our attention and, and love and energy and focus into, right? Yeah. Like we said, like some people can put all of their energy and focus and time into a relationship, right. and that relationship becomes everything right this becomes the pillar holding up the foundation mm. that of course it's all great unless that relationship falls apart then it feels like yeah. everything falls apart and that's basically that was the stability right that one pillar mm -hmm. so for me of course it's it's all these friends we, we talked about this a lot you know we yeah. have a podcast called uh, adulthood friends i don't know if you know uh <laughs> that's a no-no thank you for telling me that yeah thanks for mansplaining that shit to me okay oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Fall back. laughs> I don't want to say anything now. <laughs> well, but, uh, no, okay, I feel so like you're thing, halfway I'll, I'll through finish, your thought, so why don't you finish? Your yeah, thought. I'll finish my thought. I'm even closer than that, right? Okay, so yeah, friends, family, all these things contribute to stability. I believe personally, it's very important to kind of diversify that portfolio, build a lot of really important, strong friendships, relationships with people. Don't just put all of your eggs into one basket. But the truth is, like one of these huge foundational pillars we often don't talk about is this idea of is our home is our is that it's kind of that big tree trunk it's what do you call it the main trunk oh it's the, the trunk it's the trunk of the tree the trunk it's called so the, the trunk. pillars okay. are now branches is that what you're saying exactly it, yeah so maybe it's the like pillars are branches and the and the, the the tree trunk is your home growing up mm -hmm. right and everything kind of branches off of that and if you cut down the trunk it feels like everything falls down, right? That's your stability, right? Right. Now I'm saying that like it's true for everybody, but it's not. People have had to live without that sort of stability and they've had to yeah. learn to find it in other ways, right? Yeah. Not everybody has had parents or good parents growing up. Not everybody has had, uh, so people, you know, they moved around constantly as kids. Yeah. There was a lot of instability in their life. I, I have a good friend who talked about that and how it affected him. He felt like he, as he was growing up, it was just constant instability. Mm. And I took that to mean like he didn't have a kind of stable home. Yeah, that's hard. And so he didn't have that that trunk, that stable, that, yeah. you know, to build branches off of. Do you think he built it somewhere else? Do you think like instead yes. of building it in a physical place, you build it, you know? That's interesting. So now the truth is, we say home, like if it is just a feeling and if it is just, not just, but if it is mainly not a physical thing, that means that we can work on that mentally to build that in our minds. We don't need to, you don't need to have that, the the parents and the right. and the family life and that, that house or whatever. Sometimes the parents make it way worse. Well, it's true that when you have a, <laughs> a toxic home life, then yeah. Then yeah. <laughs> That's it's true. like a rotting trunk from rotting from the inside. Okay. Yeah. And you don't want to, and then you really, it could be very bad to build branches off of that. Yeah. Unless those branches have been treated in some way. Yes. And they're building off in like their own special un yeah. non-rotting way. <laughs> I did have a, a, a decent home life. I would say like, there was a lot of really, there was a lot of good about it. A lot to look back on that was positive. Right. But as we've talked about on the podcast before, there was a lot of not good and I think that taught me early on that I need to kind of not build everything off of that. Yeah. If I built everything off of that, I felt it would have been a little unstable. Mm. So I started looking for, <laughs> I don't know if this analogy is going to continue to hold, but you know, other either tree trunks or to, to help uh, mm. build this trunk up more. Right. Yeah. Because if I had just kept with what I was doing, I think that if I just kept with the sometimes toxic home life that I had, I think that I, I would be less stable today. So I searched, like we said, the friends of the family yeah. that you choose. Yeah. I looked for other, uh, I guess, homes, if you think about mm -hmm. it, right? 
I found home in friends. in my best friend Roman and right. my other friends. I found home in their homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, oftentimes, yeah, people like to say how they some families like adopt you, yeah, <laughs> into yeah. their home, and it they say that, but it really does help give you that stability. Yeah, and I feel like kind of piecemealed from a lot of different home environments, and that has given me a much stronger foundation, stronger tree trunk or whatever, you know, to build all these other pillars and branches off of. I don't know if that makes sense, but no, that makes perfect sense. And I think that's, that's not an uncommon experience for people, you know, to have Mm -hmm. such a close friend that they have kind of a second home. Yeah. What do you think of like, can an old school or like a, like, I remember even like my dance studio, even though I like, you know, there were good and bad times there. When I go there, like the smell is one of those smells of home. It was a second home in some senses. Like Mm -hmm. I would go there and like, like I have my corner and like, there's a comfort there. That's like, yeah, as if it is a home or our old school, like our elementary school to me, when they changed, when they did, I was just going to bring this up. I was so, I felt so weird. Like I didn't even get to say goodbye to it. And I still dream about that place a lot. And like, I didn't elementary school, right on Epworth. Yeah. When you did, I have you driven by there recently? Cause I just drove by there when I was visiting. I drive by every Friday that I go to my parents. I basically drive by there. So yes, I drive by all the time. Isn't it weird? It's like it's super it weird. Is, have, it's where we went, in? but it's not where we went. Uh, did I didn't. You go I, inside? I didn't even know you could go in. I just. Yeah, it's it's part of King's College. It was a, a little Jewish cross. school, and now there's a yeah. giant cross there. And yeah. not, it, it, that's the least say, of the issues. No, yeah. but to me, it's like a big sign saying this is not your home anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. I mean, it's true that our our recess like yard always did look like a parking lot, but now it really is a parking lot. Now it now it's legitimately <laughs> a parking lot. Yeah. I mean that place. Um. I mean, we all grew up there, and it was very home like for us. Like, and I also remember going there even before I went there because my mom was a teacher there. So like, I'd go with her and I'd hang out there when it was closed. Yeah, there's so much of that place that feels like home that when they changed it, like it was legitimately upsetting. I I don't mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't make it doesn't make logical sense, because even if you went back there, it wouldn't be the same. Also, like, do you remember before we left, we wrote on this little like we all wrote our names on something and put it in the ceiling. I'm still there, I remember right? when they did construction there, I was like, oh, no, oh, man, they probably were just like, what is this garbage? Like who put all this garbage in the ceiling? And it was ours, but that's the point. I mean, home is in many ways, it's roots. It's it's our roots too, not just the trunk. Right. Oh, maybe that's a good one. Roots and then the trunk is like the pillars, but roots, can roots make different trees? Oh, maybe it's not so a tree, maybe it's like a here. special kind of tree. <laughs> yeah, we need to- we Keep shifting. Maybe home is a forest. <laughs> and- you No, it's know, the you roots, roots of the trees and the- And then you have different trunks and you're actually the- at the top there kind of hanging out where the monkeys in the trees i don't know it goes to show how like kind of ill-defined the word home is in many ways it, it just means different things to different people and yet so easy to to feel like yes it's hard to but define we know it when we feel, feel it right this feels like home it's just it's a yeah. it's it's that comfort it's that stability of of kind of what built you i think yeah i, I guess can home be a negative thing too no <laughs> can you be like <laughs> this is home Ugh. <laughs> uh, like, feels like, like home. Can... I mean, I guess there can be a familiarity that's uncomfortable. Like it could be like, oh, it, like if you go, let's say, go back to your childhood home and everybody's fighting, and you're like, oh, just like old time, just like home. Exactly. But I don't think it is really what you mean when you say home. Mm-hmm. It's the comfort part. It's the comfort part that, yeah, exactly. Home is kind of comfort. Yeah. There's a song that's like something about being with you feels like home. Do you remember? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. God damn it, Josh. Oh, Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. Home is wherever I'm with you. That's like the, you know that song? Are you going to sing it for us? No. <laughs> it's like it starts out with whistling and it's like. You don't know that song? That's really not helping me. <laughs> <laughs> Home is wherever I'm with you. Sounds great though. Sounds sweet. I agree. Aya. home is whenever we're with certain people. I look yeah. again. So this will be my next question after about well, what it means okay. to build a home. But okay. I just want to go back to, to to the this idea like our our old school like going by yeah. it and it being gone. It did. It felt. I feel this emptiness. Yeah. But it's not entirely loss. gone because I feel lost. I, I do. Right? But it's not entirely yeah. gone because the people that we went to that school with are still. Yeah. It's like if if your entire family moves from one place to another place 
I think it's easier for home to shift there because you're with the same home as those people more yeah. than it is the place. The place right. is part of it, but I think the people matter more. And so the fact that I'm not only am I still friends with you, I'm better friends with you today. And, mm-hmm. and, and Pierce who we had on and, you know, and Daniel Botner, like who I, both of whom I saw when I came back to visit and, you know, we strengthened our, our relationships even further that helped blunt that feeling of like, mm-hmm. Oh no, our, you know, some of, some of the actual physical place is gone because we're still here yeah, and we still, and, and, and we're still in contact with each other. So to me, I still have that foundation intact. And in fact, in many ways it's gotten strengthened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that maybe we created this podcast to compensate for the loss of our, <laughs> of our old school home? I mean, it does. We, we actually, to be honest, this podcast is really good at, at helping to, if, I don't, I wouldn't say we're compensating for a loss so much as that we're actively we're working together. No, we're no, all, it's we're like, actively... we're all building. It's, it's more like, okay, let's, let's continue this weird analogy. It's like, we're all kind of in those trees and then we're like, oh, Hey, that guy actually like his roots built like right next to mine, even though he's all the way over there on that side of the store of the forest and be like, Hey man, remember when we were growing that little root? that is still like kind of close they're like yeah the ground there was like super soft yeah and it was like a little bit reddish like you know you're describing the specifics of the ground where you grew up and it's like nobody but those other people lived that same experience right so like Mm -hmm. maybe that's some kind of the shared the shared experience of it all between us actually continues and strengthens our bond and therefore it yeah. strengthens the roots and trunk of this tree, you know? Well, let's not get too crazy about the analogy there, Josh. Why not? We've gone this far already. <laughs> I took it so far and then you took it like a little, a little bit too much. No. But I do, I do think that I said this to somebody recently. I do think it's important, you know, moving forward that, you know, when you do come home, quote unquote, right? When you do come see those friends you haven't seen in a long time, and you spend that time, if even briefly, it's important not just to reminisce about the past, because I think there's something, oh my God, it's going to sound so dark to say, there's something dead about the past. There's something kind of, you don't want to get stuck in the past. You don't want to get stuck in there in the past because it's, it's fun for a little bit to reminisce, but I think the point is to build new memories and new experiences. It's kind of important to move away from home too, in a sense, right? To, to, ha- to leave home as a foundation and then to build a new home. Mm-hmm. Again, these words are being used for like almost two different things when we they're yeah. we're using them interchangeably. But I wanted to get into asking you, Uh-oh. like, what does it mean to build a home? What oh, does it mean okay. to build, you know, to, because it's very important to us to, if not create that exact feeling we have when we we're younger, but to, to build a new foundation as an adult, because we're kind of, we have one that was kind of given to us. And then it's our responsibility to kind of build it ourselves as an adult. Right. Yeah. That's a great question, Josh. Um, I think, uh, <laughs> You need lots of posters that say things like home is where the heart is. Um, (laughs) No, I think like home is something different to each person. But like, I know for me, I like having, I like having all my books set up because then I feel like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like the ambiance or like the feeling that like, oh, I could just, I don't know. And I mean, I hadn't had a pet before, but now that I have a cat that she's Mm. pretty obvious, like, I think it would feel easy to have to feel at home if she's there as well like you're not talking about the physical things so much as the are you talking about the physical things that make a home or whatever whatever it is to you it could be physical things so there are the physical things like like I was talking about the books or like you know putting up uh, paintings or whatever it is that you like having a nice couch or just a couch and then there's things like why do those things make it feel like home to you though because there's comfort there's comfort about them and there's connection to them like if I come down and I want to like plop down after a long day and just watch tv i like having a couch to do that on mm-hmm. then you know there's things like the people that are near you so like even in the neighborhood where i live now it's kind of nice like i have a friend who lives maybe like a two minute drive but like like sometimes when i'm rollerblading outside i'll be like oh i'm just gonna do a little lap and as i'm lapping i go like dave and kelly dave and kelly <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes they're there and most of the time uh like they're not and they're I'm just yelling like a weird person, but like having people nearby and like knowing that they're there kind of contributes to a place feeling like home. Yeah. So, I mean, London feels like home still because I have people that live here that are my friends, but there have been times when enough people have left that it doesn't feel that way. Mm. And at those points, even though I have an apartment with like 
a couch and books doesn't really matter because you know the place feels empty right so part of it is building the place and part of it's filling it with things so it doesn't feel empty people so it doesn't feel empty right yes and so our home extends beyond the little abode that we're in right it's the community it's the um you know, we it could. It's interesting. Like, how far does home extend? Right? Does home extend to the city, to the province, to the? Yeah. It's it's interesting yeah. to think about that. Like, what? It is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it is. <laughs> Love when you use the voice. <laughs> it is interesting, Josh. It is interesting to think about that. Yeah. You yeah. know, I was I was just thinking about like you feel like building a home is also kind of building an ex- like extension of you. Part of that is. How do I say this? It's like ever, sending you, out feelers into the world. It's sending <laughs> out your branches. It's like extending your branches out yeah. into the world. And getting intertwined with the things around you. Because yeah. like, have you ever heard of this game called Animal Crossing? I have heard of it, yeah. Yeah, there's a, I, I don't have this. I played old ones, but like this was like a phenomenon, especially during the pandemic. It's like on your phone. It's like a phone game. It's on the Nintendo systems, on Nintendo Switch. Oh, okay, never mind then. <laughs> okay, I but, know very uh, little it, about this game. It's a game so. where like you... It's very simple in, in a way, right? You just kind of, it's a game basically about you're in this little community with other little animal characters and you build up a home. Are you an animal? You're the only one who's not an animal. So it's like Sims, but for a farm or something? It's kind of Sims-like, but it's not a farm. Like you're, this newest one, I think you're on an island or something. Okay. But you literally, you build like a house. But I think the whole game is about turning that, you know, into a home. So you start right. to feel, you know, everyone gets to know you there villagers come and go but like you're constantly are they real people they're all animal people (laughs) (laughs) are you interacting with other people who are playing this game oh you can you can actually you can go to each other so that's part of the thing when you build up your house and everything you can go visit other like minecraft people are obsessed with that stupid game oh my god you're probably offending everyone who loves minecraft right (laughs) i haven't ever played it so i can't really judge something i've never played I mean, I can and I will, but you you shouldn't you take can my and you will. opinion all that seriously because <laughs> anyway, I haven't actually played it. It's weird, like I haven't I haven't played this new Animal Crossing, but I know how it works. And again, it's a huge phenomenon because a lot. Don't of you people... think Minecraft is a better example though? No. Like, do you think Animal Crossing is the best example of this? Yes, I do. Okay. I think Animal Crossing is a much better example. <laughs> okay. so Animal Crossing is a game where you literally you'll buy furniture uh-huh. and, and stuff, and you start to like furnish your home, and you can even draw. You can create like logo, what do you call it? You create little designs and you can wear them or put them on your wall and you could just personalize it so much mm. that people, they spend hundreds and hundreds of hours in this game building their home. And people have said they feel like when they turn on the game and the little animal character goes inside and they just sit on their little digital couch surrounded by all their digital furniture and digital designs, it feels like home. That's so sad. Because they put so much... It's not, well, it's not, it, it kind of teaches us about the fact of, it's also about our time and effort and what we, it's about building something, right? Isn't that sad to you? What could, what could these people have accomplished with that time in the real world? <laughs> no, uh, this, well, I think this, this game, I'll, I'm going to say, I think it provided a lot of comfort to a lot of people during a time they felt oh, very yeah. isolated during the pandemic, for example. Okay. That's nice. Okay. I think okay. that it's fun. I'm sorry, everybody who listened to animal, played Animal Crossing. I think building a home can be really rewarding. And so it's fun to do that in game form as well, right? I guess true. Yeah, I remember playing Neopets and loving my little weird. Yeah. I think I called her Aberfoil or something. It was like a weird. It's not a real pet, but like it still Um, feels It was real to to me, Josh. I wasn't allowed (laughs) to have real pets. So I had a a weird little like creature and I I read books to it and it got really smart. (laughs) My cat won't even like attempt to read. So she'll always live in the shadow of Aberfoil for (laughs) 78 so you get it. You get it. I get it. I get it. But I get it. I think it's it, it can be very, and again, whether or not you're building it in a game or real life, it's kind of about that personal, that personal touch that, um, like the work you put into it is what makes it home. The work you, yeah. Like you, you putting yourself into it Yeah, mm-hmm. is what makes it home. Like this is very yeah. me. Like nobody else has something like this, right? This experience and the way everything, like that painting you have behind you. That's not me. That's that's of the, the women's backs with like that's sun hats on. That's not me. That's the landlord. And let's be honest. And those floral, <laughs> floral printed. Uh, okay, Aya. Curtains. So the, does this house I live in feel does it totally feel like, like yeah. home to me? Not entirely. No, I feel like I'm still working at building home for myself here. I do feel like Los Angeles is home to me now mm. because of the friends I have here. Oh. Because I started to set up, you know, roots here. 
you know, the yeah. relationships I have here, you know, having gone to school here at USC was also contributing to that. Right, right. But I, I still feel like I'm in a state of transition. I don't feel stable. I don't feel financially stable. I don't feel, I think that's part of it too. And because of that, it's hard for me to feel like where I'm at, especially because I'm renting this place. It's hard yeah. for me to feel like it's home, right? Renting and like not knowing where you're going to be necessarily in the future kind of exactly. prevents a place from really feeling like a home. Yeah. So I'm not making the specifics of this room home entirely to me, mm-hmm. right? But my it's up to my mind uh, how I'm going to classify these things, right? And I feel much more confident and comfortable labeling the people that, that I care about uh, yeah. as home for me. Yeah. So yeah, for you, I guess, uh, <laughs> building a home, going back to that. Do you feel like you've you've already done that? Do you feel like you've built your home or? Actually, you know, it's funny you say that. Like I have, I don't know if you can see this mess in my apartment, but like I have these piles of things that I really need to sort through and it's actually stressing me out because I'm like, my home is not set up yet. Mm. It's not set up properly because I still have this mess and like. You would love Animal Crossing. <laughs> I would hate it because I don't even want to do it. this in real life. I want everything to be clean, but I want it to be clean in real life. I'd be doing Animal Crossing like, oh, this is so satisfying. And then I'd look around my own like real life apartment and be like, why didn't I spend a hundred hours cleaning my own place and like setting everything up? But you're right. Like I set up my pictures in a certain way. And like, I do get some satisfaction out of feeling that everything is in its place. Yeah. I realized that, remember we talked about this? Like I realized, remember when I told you I cleaned up my, like I got my room like professionally organized and everything. Yeah. And after that, I ended up putting up photographs and stuff on my wall and some paintings and stuff. Oh. And it suddenly felt more like home. I even said this at the time. It suddenly oh, maybe I should get like mine home. professionally organized. I don't want anybody not touching just, my it's, stuff. It's not the organization aspect but, as much as the fact but. that I started putting these photos up. Mm. I started making it personal. I started making it me. Mm. It suddenly became home. Some Stargate. <laughs> There's no Stargate on my wall. But, oh. but I, again, I started putting up personalized things. Yeah. And even something so simple as choosing the color in your, when you get a house right on the wall, yeah, it, yeah. it becomes personalized and you get attached mm-hmm. to it because it has meaning. You would, when you attribute meaning to something, it becomes home. That's a great quote. When you attribute meaning to something, it becomes home. Yeah. At least that type of, that type of meaning. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Well, I think we'd be remiss if we talked to talk, you know, talking about home, if we didn't at least bring up an important issue relating to that, which is uh, home homelessness. Oh yeah. Yeah. I meant to bring it up earlier and then we didn't. And then I was like, you know what? They didn't, they don't have a home in the real life. I guess they don't have a home on this podcast either. <laughs> Josh, please. That was such a Josh joke. I do. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. No, clearly. <laughs> what? Dark. Yeah. You could take that out. You could take that out. No, it's okay. We'll leave it in. It's everyone. Everyone knows. Josh, shut up. I, think. <laughs> like, I live in Los, I live in Los Angeles. It's like some of the worst homeless uh, kind of issues. No, that it's, there are. and I mean, we've been talking about how like, oh, your childhood home, it's your home. And like, how lucky are we that we have multiple homes? We're lucky. Yeah. We're extremely I feel fortunate lucky. compared to people who don't have homes. And, and, you know, when people say they're homeless, it doesn't mean that they don't have, no one calls someone homeless though, if they just don't feel like they have a home in their heart. <laughs> <laughs> Like they usually mean they don't have a house, right? <laughs> Can you imagine someone being like, I'm homeless? And you're like, oh my, oh my God, God, do you want to stay in my place? Like, I've got a, a couch for you. And then be like, no, I have a place to live. I just, you know, I don't feel like it's home yet. It's like, fuck you. You can't use that word. You can't use that word for that. But it goes to show that the way we use the word home is very, you know, it, it shifts. A bunch. It's context dependent or something. I'm sure there's mm-hmm. some word for it. Yeah. So here we're talking about, you know, like <laughs> the importance of feeling Was at my home. joke that bad? I don't I, No, I no, you're good. Go don't ahead. worry. Don't worry about it. You I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't I'm think not I've hom- ever I'm not, hom- that. I'm not homeless uh, here to judge you. So, you know, I'm not going to get offended on other people's behalf. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should be offended. Well, I have a question. Do you know okay. anybody or have you known anybody who's homeless? I've known someone who's really struggled with like being able to pay rent and essentially being like on the verge of it constantly on the verge right? of homelessness and like considering living in his car and all of that. And I mean, yeah, I'm not close friends with anyone who has, you know, lived completely homeless at, at least as long as far as I know, uh, unless they're really good at keeping it a secret. But um but yeah, it's kind of a like thing. It costs a lot of money to have a home. And apparently it's not a right. It's a privilege of some kind, which is. It should be a right. You shouldn't have to. It shouldn't be, be a, a right. privilege yeah. to have a home yeah. or a shelter. 
to live, you know, to yeah. to start somewhere to build a home from, right? It, yeah. But do you think, I mean, again, the way we've been defining home, it's possible that somebody who's set up a little corner under a bridge has personalized it to a point that that's home to them, right? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, they could say it's home, but we're talking, you know, when we're talking about homelessness, we're talking about shelter. But is it home if they don't, if there's so little stability there, like they could be exactly. kicked out, they could... So stability um, is a big part of right of, of being yeah. of having a home, right? They can get raw. Like there's a there's not well, a lot of security there. So I've never been home. I've been you know I've been paycheck to paycheck, and that's I don't think I've ever been in danger of actually being homeless because I have enough support from people. Oh around really? Because you were my example that I was thinking of. <laughs> really? No, just, no. No, I I, I I you know worst came to worst. You know, like a dad, <laughs> I can live at home. Right. I'm not going to be on the streets. But you know, I have a friend. Actually, I think I can. I think I can bring this up. I don't think it's a secret. But uh, our um, mutual friend Tam, who uh, the guy who did our, our music for our podcast. Oh, okay, yeah. He's a wonderful musician. We've known him. You know, I we became friends in London, Ontario. He was also in your movie. He's in my movie. His music. And he did is the music for your movie, which I really yes, liked. It's fantastic. Yeah, that was the best part of the of the movie. Oh, I hate you so much. But, I mean, I get it to compliment to him, but I see what you did. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. So Tam, yeah. So. He came to Los Angeles uh, to try to make some things happen here for a little bit and to explore, I guess. But while he was here, you know, it was very tough for him um, to the point I, I mean, he stayed with me for a bit, but then he wasn't able to continue staying with me for a variety of reasons. And he ended up, uh, I think his words, I kind of tried out homelessness for a bit or something like that. Mm. But basically he had to, you know, he got himself a tent. He went and lived outside and he got his like very quickly he got his, his tent got stolen oh. his tent that he was living out he got um he was he, for a while he was living in someone's truck oh. and he has like ptsd i think from this experience like his yeah. his bones his muscles everything like just living out there the the, the, the lack of comfort mm. really messed up his body and it messed with his mind he's a lot better now i believe and he's he's doing really great in in toronto or the greater toronto area Maybe is it Brampton? I think it's Brampton. Uh, he's doing, he's killing it, DJing and making money off his music. Like oh, good. He's doing, doing way better than me. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, yeah. And he, he's doing great. But like for a while there, he he was, I saw how that instability was affecting him. Yeah. It was, um, it's scary. Like if you don't have that most basic foundation. Hmm. So I do, I just want to say, I do believe that should be, it should be a right. It shouldn't be a privilege yeah. to... To have a house or shelter, if not a home. Yeah, agreed. Of course, it's a serious problem. And yeah, it's nice that we can talk about like home as if it's some concept that we that we're lucky enough to be able to debate. But yeah, I mean, at, at its most basic, it's uh, just shelter, shelter, <laughs> safe place to live. Yeah, yeah, safe and stable place to live. So yeah, we're talking about it kind of beyond that. But it's important to know that a lot of people don't even have that. So we are blessed. All right. Should we end on that? On that super positive note. <laughs> All the proceeds from this podcast are, I'm just kidding. There are no proceeds for this podcast. No <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but if we did, maybe some of them would go towards that. Mm -hmm. Tell people to listen and maybe one day that'll help homelessness. Yeah. Okay. That was my way of trying to wrap things up. Um, <laughs> oh, I also wrote down homesickness. Do you have anything to say about homesickness? Oh. When you're a kid, home is very obvious. There's a clear distinction between home and elsewhere. Yeah. That's what I wrote down. Writing Aya is much smarter than talking Aya. Oh, no, no. It's important. I'm glad you brought that up quickly because just feeling homesick. Yeah. Do you feel homesick to your childhood home or do you feel homesick from your current home? Because if I go traveling for like, if I start traveling for a month or two in another country, I start yeah. to feel homesick for like where I live now, like getting back to my normal life. If I'm outside of my home, I feel homesick for my home home although usually if I'm traveling I'm pretty distracted but mm -hmm. the only homesickness for my child at home is usually more a homesickness for like the place where I lived where I had my brothers around all the time like that kind of feeling of like yeah having people around all the time like I never really lived with people other than that like in it you know, other than like with a partner or something like I never really lived in like group settings, you know, how people lived with roommates and stuff like that. I barely ever did that. So for me, like, yeah. you know, having people around was kind of like a happy place while having my yeah. brothers around. <laughs> oh, and you. you know, I do get a, I do get a feeling of homesickness a little bit in the sense of if I haven't seen my, my dad and my brother, you know, my immediate mm -hmm. 
my family for a while, just in the sense that like, I don't know, you don't want to go too long without that. Right. It's, yeah. it's like they're a part of you. Right. So like actually coming back now, I'm, I'm like, I, you know, I was saying before, it's good to build new experiences together not just reminisce yeah. or whatever. So coming back to see my dad and my brothers, it was nice to come back and see them, but I was really, really happy that we actually built some new experiences together. Like mm. I had some new experiences with my brother, Daniel and his girlfriend with the dogs, for example, oh, and yeah. with Alex, my youngest brother, the nurse, him and his girlfriend, I went on a double date with him oh. and uh, we went to an escape room together. As you know, I'm an escape room addict. <laughs> I saw, I saw that on Facebook. I also yeah. saw her artwork and I liked it. Oh, her artwork's artwork. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really cool. She's a great yeah. artist. And I'm like, oh my God, we're building, I'm building new experiences yeah. with, you know, people I love from home. And that was, and then also one of my favorite things that happened, uh, I showed my dad virtual reality. I knew you were going to mention that. I was almost going to mention, and then I'm like, I, I won't take that away from him. Yeah. No, I put, I put, I put, my dad's been talking about, he never wanted to try various games growing up. He was like, oh, one day there's going to be virtual reality. That's, that's where it's going to be at. And I'm like, dad, virtual reality is here. And, yeah. and I had him try my head, the Oculus headset that I had, and it blew his mind. And I was so happy nice. that he got to experience that. And I'm like, oh, yeah. this is such a cool news. And you know, and as my dad, I don't know if we've talked about my dad a lot, but like, when he like dropped us off at the bus station, like to go mm. back to Toronto and then fly home, he sent me a, he left me a text on my phone that said, you know, hope everything goes smoothly. Love dad. <gasps> He's never done anything like that. <laughs> oh, do you think it, it, it was the virtual reality that was the tipping point? He was like, you know what? My son finally <laughs> brought me something useful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think that I, 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 I'm happy that coming, even if we don't see each other, in person all that often like we're still yeah. building new experiences together and bonding and getting closer and it's not just home is not just something in the past mm. for us it's something we can continue to build together yeah as you and i are doing on this podcast yeah oh my gosh and it came oh, full circle look at that. oh so nice no it, it, it is nice and i mean i think we've said this before but i feel like you're like my weird cousin or something or like a step sibling or something because you know we've got like why do i have to be weird <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like a distant cousin or something because like I just meant like you know the way that we feel about the people that we grew up with when yeah, we, grew we grew up, up like family together we grew up like family so yeah there is a homey feeling to coming on this podcast and talking all right exactly. I think that's exactly. enough of that Let's, that's enough talk about home enough this is enough okay I'm sick of home I'm getting I'm getting homesick from from this I'm homesick for a time when we weren't talking about home so okay <laughs> This has been another episode of Adulthood Friends. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, subscribe, whatever people tell you to do, you know what to do. And if you subscribe, then it'll be like, boop, there's a new Adulthood Friends episode. So you can keep yeah, listening you to know. us if you want, but like no pressure. And if you didn't like this episode, I'm not really sure why you listened till the end. So <laughs> like, I think you really need to evaluate whether that's true or not. Like if you thought, no, I'm not, I'm not subscribing to this. Well, why did you listen to the whole thing then? Okay. I think you need uh -huh. to really put a little introspection into your subscription choices on Spotify <laughs> or wherever you like to listen. Tell us how you really feel, Aya. <laughs> <laughs> and remember that Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you know. That's right. Google you know, Podcasts. Google Podcasts. Facebook. Yeah, Overcast, Facebook. Facebook, apparently. Yeah. Just follow us everywhere. So that, anything else, Josh? Yeah. yeah anything you want to add? Sorry. I want to add that it's actually my girlfriend's birthday today. And I want to wish her a very oh, happy birthday. Uh, happy birthday, Ethan. I already wished her a happy birthday because she's my friend. <laughs> you did. She's like, how did I know it was my birthday? Because <laughs> I'm her friend. Exactly. Friends sometimes. You guys are adulthood Yeah, friends. I have my ways. I have my ways. Yeah. <laughs> did you? Are you guys doing anything special for her birthday? We did some special stuff yesterday, actually. Lane, the, um, today's her real birthday. You're not allowed to do that. Okay, just kidding. We'll be doing something today. Well, she will. By the time we, you don't want to give it away. Fine. She's not going to hear no, this the, until like two weeks later. No, today we're just doing like we're going to be doing some cake and stuff. And I got her some stuff. But like, like yesterday, we went to like a really fancy restaurant, and I took her to a couple's massage. That's more than we needed to know, Josh. What a couple's but, massage is like something you can't talk about. <laughs> is that like a private thing? I don't know. I don't know. You're just giving what? us a lot of details about your personal life. <laughs> what? <laughs> Josh, did you do anything special? Yes, we did this. Oh, Josh, TMI. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought you were referring to something else with your couple's massage. I, no. Okay. Well, that's really nice. That's a, a great genuine gift. couple's massage. We went to a massage oh, place. Okay. Cool. High Swedish massage. Yeah. 
Okay, great. Nice. <laughs> and we watched a scary movie because she loves scary movies. Ooh, what scary movie did you watch? The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. I've never heard of it. Cool. Okay. <laughs> How do we usually end this thing, Aya? I think one of us is talking. I think you should... I think you should cut it way back when I was talking about like couples massages. <laughs> way no. back there is where you should cut it off. At this point, um, it's too late. I think the downside of me being so busy is that you get to edit all these and you get to pick where where to cut off the stuff that we say. Why don't you say more words? Maybe you'll get cut off this time. No, he's being silent. He's just, just sitting there with a stupid smile on his face. drink oh, the rest of my i'm gonna drink the rest of my diet coke or whatever disgusting diet coke mm. in your blue ebay bottle it says Ethan's bottle nice to you to say that on our birthday fuck you josh i didn't know it was Ethan's bottle Ethan <laughs> is a really nice bottle i'm just kidding i thought it was josh's it was nice of her to give it to me so i could take this home with me clearly you stole it i don't think she or maybe maybe she doesn't like that bottle and that's why she gave it to you so she doesn't mind that i'm insulting it okay bye bye see you later I'm going to stop recording.